This is Wednesday, October 20th. We're going to dive right into our scripture passage for today. Colossians 3, 5 to 6. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. Now, one of my favorite little stories is French, and it's entitled the vase. It tells of a working class man who lives by himself in the city of Paris. He has a very poor apartment with old and dingy furniture. It's the kind of place that you would be embarrassed to bring anyone else into for a visit. But his story takes a turn as one day he is walking to work. He's making his way through the streets of Paris and he sees something in a shop window that, well, it catches his eye. It is a simple but exquisitely beautiful vase. Now, at first he looks at it with sheer joy as something so beyond his reach. Well, he can only look at it. You see, that shop is only for the richest of the city. Only they can afford to enter. And though the vase is only on the other side of a pane of glass, it seems as far away from him as the distance of infinity. How could he ever buy it? He couldn't even go into the shop. But its beauty causes him to return each day to gaze in the window and dream of things majestic and beautiful, simple yet priceless. And as the days pass, he allows himself to think that he might actually be able to save up enough money to buy it. At first, he dismisses the idea as pure foolishness. But before long, he has figured that it might just be possible Soon he has calculated just how many years and months it would take him to save up enough. And he saves and waits for that glorious day when it shall be his. The work is hard, but it becomes a joy because he knows at the end of this work, he will one day be able to bring that vase home. And one day it happens. Almost like a man ready to receive the bride he has long waited for, the man goes to the shop with his precious money and buys the vase. He carries it with the utmost care home, and when he arrives at his apartment, he removes it from its box, and he looks for a place to set it. But in his dirty apartment, he looks around. There is no place worthy of it. Where could he rest it? Where could it possibly stand? Well, there is no other choice but the mantle, so he places it there, and just at that moment, everything else looks out of place. He knows he must set about to changing his house to be fit for the beauty of the vase. Now, in our text for today, Paul is telling us a story like the one of the vase. Something so beautiful comes into your life that you know your life must be changed to honor and receive that beauty. You just cannot go on living the way you've always have. Now, I love the story of the vase because the man does not have to change everything in his apartment. He doesn't have to do those things, but he wants to. He knows he needs to because of the beauty that has come into his life. And this is really the way Jesus changes us. He doesn't barge in demanding his way. Instead, there's such love, such beauty such sacrifice that our lives as they were 
Well, they just don't seem to fit. And the more we look at Jesus, the more we see him in his love, the more we desire our lives to be the place where Jesus lives. Now, in our text, Paul tells us, begins with a listing of sexual sins, things that need to go. Now, we read these verses, and they sound technicolored and scandalous to us. But Paul hasn't created this list of sins because he wants to shock us. No, they are what you might call telltale sins, or sins that indicate a deep idolatry in our hearts. And yeah, he calls them straight-up idolatry. And remember, an idol is something we look to, we go to, to meet our most basic needs. And Paul wants us to see that we have all things in Christ. He wants us not to turn from these things for something Christ has already provided. He says these idols are part of our earthly nature. And what he means is that these idols are the way we meet our own needs apart from God. We use sexual pleasure to give us a sense that we're loved or lovable, that we're okay, our lives are okay. Sexual sins are not necessarily worse than other sins, but instead they engage a deep power for connection to another human being. When these gifts are used as God intended in in marriage, they create a powerful experience of union and acceptance. When they are not used as God intended, they tear us down and hurt us and others. And this is why Paul uses such strong words to talk about the wrath of God coming. Paul says that the old way of using sexual intimacy needs to die. There really is no no way around this. Now, we need to remember that we're not being told to do this for salvation. No, we are saved by grace. Instead, this is the way we come to our full life in Christ. And remember, we do this because the love of Jesus constrains us. We've been loved with such a glorious love that all of our other loves become reordered. Something Actually, someone far more beautiful than the vase is now in your life. And now everything looks different. Some things you can see, they no longer belong. And that's what the man did that brought the beauty of the vase into his life. With the vase in his apartment, slowly his life began to change. New paint for the walls, cleaning the windows, replacing the threadbare furniture, He came to live a new life. And this is what the love of Jesus brings in to our lives. Let's pray. Loving God, we know you want the best for us. Forgive us for taking your good gifts and making idols of them. We know that only Jesus provides living water for us, a water that wells up to eternal life. Show us that in him we will never be thirsty, that we will have all that we need. For we pray in his name. Amen.